can you tell I'm not an expert in this? Right? <laughs> Look, you're talking to the king of not hip here. Although I am wearing, to be cool, I am wearing my Manchester City jersey from my favorite player, Phil Foden, who is like half my age and who has like twice as much energy as me, which is saying something. He's just like absolutely my hero. But you said that you and your your husband, they're Arsenal fans, right? Or he is he's an Arsenal fan. He's an Arsenal fan, so of course I am, because you have to... By default, yeah. yes. Yeah, we, of course. <laughs> we're still so new to the whole Premier League thing. We, My son, we discovered that he really has a gift for um, for football a couple of years ago. And, were you um, going to say soccer then? I was going to say soccer. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm learning to say f- football because it, it more properly is football. Like, come on, America, let's go. Get with <laughs> get with the program but we gotta yeah. like what and and the funny thing about american football is you don't even like you use your foot like one percent of the whole game so what the, that's an american thing that like let's just let's name something whatever we want and then we'll just hijack stuff that other cultures have been and countries have been doing for millennia anyway <laughs> so if you're ready we can start yeah no no go for it okay I'm going to sip coffee though. Brilliant. Yes. Um, so you slip, you sip your coffee. I'll sip my Red Bull because the time is currently 1.58 here on Eastern oh my gosh, American yeah, time. And it is coming up on 7 a.m. Greenwich Mean Time. And that is where this fantastic lady is zooming in from. Uh, my first overseas guest we did have one inter- and one and see this is such an american term too international meaning like not in america so like <laughs> we had uh, matt gardner was my guest on episode 12 and he's up in edmonton alberta but you are the first guest sam cars who is across the pond over across the pond over the uh, whatever the expression is i don't know and i'm super super excited to have you here um uh, thank you so much for for joining from all the way over there. The sun's coming up. You said it's been a very hot week there up in oh, the 30s. Yeah. Celsius, so right? That. We should talk about weather because that's what us English do. It was just so hot <laughs> yesterday. It was ridiculous. So we were complaining about that. And now today it's like muggy and rainy. So I'm going to complain about that because that's just typical, isn't it? But <laughs> it's it's all good. Like, and the other British thing that we were chatting with on about on Instagram was I mentioned Cuppa because we have, uh, and there's an app called Cuppa. I wanted to make sure that you knew about it and our listeners know about it because I don't know if I've mentioned it before, but um, Victoria Vanstone and Lucy Good, who are two British ladies who live in Australia, uh, do the Sober Awkward podcast, which is just a fantastic. <laughs> just a phenomenal podcast and they started a community called cuppa and you can download it you can get linked with that through the meetup or no not the not the meetup app it's the mighty i gotta look at my phone before i forget and i send people to the wrong place um it's called the not meetup it's the mighty network mighty networks app and you can get plugged in with sober people all around the world so it like gets you linked with people in your area so but like UK version um happy without the hooch I don't know if you know him he does one like a yes. sober thing yeah so like make sure to send, UK. make sure to send me that link or like the oh, whatever yeah. so I can tag that in the episode description afterwards and so you were teaching me about the different expressions for cuppa across uh-huh. the rest of the UK so tell us the different versions of that well, no, I think it's more like, yeah, just where you are. People are quite funny about their tea here. If you speak to someone in like Yorkshire, for instance, obviously they love their tea, but we have different words and different, just depends on where you are. And yeah, so we just, I don't know, it's just a very English thing. But the funny thing is, I'm telling you this, and I have coffee this morning. So yeah, so I haven't really gone for that. That's okay. Time, you, I'm like, look, I haven't even took the sticker off. This is how bad I am. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, look good. All I can see is a double chin. You were doing that to honor us Americans who buy coffee mugs and don't take the stickers off them because we don't, at least in this house, we don't, I don't know. Anyway, quite embarrassing because I pride myself on buying secondhand and then obviously that isn't. So anyway, yeah. (laughs) Tell us about that because your Instagram handle and your sort of like coming out sober post around the new year, talk about that. So tell us about how you upcycle things and just like about that, your passion and, and how you've kind of dovetailed that into your sobriety. I know I haven't even asked you to talk about, you know, your previous uh, life of drinking and then getting there, yeah, but just tell right. us, tell us all about that. And then make sure you tie in the, the upcycling stuff, because it's just so yeah. cool. 
to be totally honest, that's more what I wanted to talk about because I think there are so many of us, we've all got different stories, haven't we? I mean, and some of them I hear you just, but some of us, I think with the drinking, I mean, when I was younger, I don't know about you because I'm in my forties, it, it just seemed, it was normal. You know, we just used to go out and, you know, there was no cameras and no one was taking like videos of you. So you right. know, it was, you know, was not on record. Yes. You know, unless you wanted to, yeah, unless you wanted to go to the, the chemist and spend, you know, a few hours of your life trying to get your pictures back. It was, you know, <laughs> no one knew, did they? Do you know what I mean? It was like, it was, you know, and everyone did it. And it was, and I think, yeah, and as I went along in life, I think, first of all, it is fun, like everyone else. And then I'm not going to go too much into it, but a few things when I was younger. Um, and then you start using it, don't you? As in like, well, I've had a bad day, so we'll have, a, we'll have a glass of wine. And I think that just kind of, and I think I wanted to talk more about that grey area drinking, because there are so many people that are in that kind of, you know, that we can use that term. As I said, I don't like labels, but you can use that term. I'm so um, glad you're using that term because that's one that I don't think that I've used yet. This is episode 19, by the way, of this little podcast. And I don't know if I mentioned that before, but like we're 19 episodes or, or more because I did some 17.5 episodes on the random ones that I sprinkled in. And I don't know that I've talked about gray area drinking as a term. So I'm so glad you're talking about that. You you talk and keep talking and I'm going to let you talk. And yes, you, right. sip on, you sip your coffee, I'll sip my Red Bull. It'll you be sit great. like you need that. that time in the morning. Oh my God, absolutely yeah. a person who is as crazy as I am absolutely needs a Red Bull at 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just, I think what I really want to get across is for me, it, it was, yeah, it's, it's so hard to think, to talk about really, because it's kind of like you think it's okay. And then one day it isn't. Do you know what right. I mean? You just, you feel fine. You're going along. That's life. And then you suddenly realize actually now I'm out of my thirties. I'm into my forties. Yeah. I'm still doing this. It's a Wednesday night and I don't work Thursday. So I've just had three glasses of wine, you know, and yep. it, and you're not feeling great. I mean, I'm a runner and we know that we've spoken about we both run and stuff like that. And, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm doing all this stuff, but sometimes I think it was more um, like I'd go out in the morning and it'd be like, it doesn't matter that I drank that bottle of wine. It doesn't matter because look at me, I'm out, I'm running, I'm, I'm healthy. Yep. But there was more doubts going on in my head. Do you know what I mean? Like this, I this do. is not making me feel good. You know, I do. And, I think that is it. It's the little things, isn't it? It's like, um, don't speak to anyone on the phone after you've had a few glasses of wine. It's the walking the dog, but trying to look like you haven't had that wine. Do you know what I mean? And, yes. that's not, and that is so normal in our society in a way, especially in England. I mean, it really is. Well, but and, it, and talk not, about that too, With if you don't mind, I don't want to no, like detour you too much, but talk no, to no, us no. about British drinking, cult, cult, because there's this very stereotypical view i think of you know the sort of the ted lasso view of british drinking culture of in the pub and everybody's like you know and like and all that true. sort of thing it's, it's very romanticized on this side of the pond but mm -hmm. i also recently read or I, I listened to the girl on the train which i think gives an interesting glimpse you know no pun intended into sort of like that um we talked about um old Britcoms like uh, keeping up appearances and um, yeah. you know those older ones from when we were were kids that I was mm -hmm. raised on here on public broadcasting service thank, thanks to my mother but please talk to us about British culture and how that kind of drinking culture and how that kind of ties in because you know there's tea there's tea in Britain and there's coffee in the United in the United States is kind of like the main things but but the booze is goes across mm -hmm. across the Atlantic so yeah. tell us about that but, yeah so I think. Just thinking off the top of my head, a few years ago, well, quite a few years ago now, I was in Amsterdam and I remember sitting at a bar and with my hubby and I was talking to the barman and I said something to him because I think it was something along the lines of, I was like, oh, why don't you have pint glasses? I was probably being a complete cock at the time, to be honest, but I was like, why don't you have a pint glass? It's all half glass, you know, pints and, you know, and just talking to him. And he was like, he was very calm. I always remember that conversation. I think that must have stuck in my head because he said, well, he goes, we have a different culture here. He was like, I know that, you know, people go there for their hen and their stags and stuff like that. He said, but we're not like the English. He honestly said that. He said, we, he said, you work hard and you play hard. He said, you work a lot of hours. You, and I actually remember this conversation, so that's pretty good for me. Um, mm. It must have stuck somewhere. <laughs> and he said, yeah. And he said, but then he said, you're the ones though, when you come over here, for us, it's like, yes, we could drink maybe daily, but they'll go out and have a half pint and it'll last them 
hours. Do you know what I mean? Uh, they just it's more about the communication and talking to their friends after work. And okay. he said the English, if you come out here, he said, and you're just like, you know, get them in, get them in, get them in. And he said, and you're the people that are falling out of the bars, you know, at like two in the morning. And I just thought rude. <laughs> but then yeah, but then I like fast forwarded it you know to a few hours later and there's my friend who uh, we were there my hubby and another couple and um, yeah she fell out of a door and obviously it nearly ended up in a canal and it's kind of like actually that's right do you know what I mean that mm-hmm. we, we do romanticize it because especially with the weather yesterday it's like as soon as we get a bit of hot weather yeah you see everyone out everyone's mm-hmm. in pubs so the minute you get out of work you're in that pub and yeah for someone like me you'll go past and think oh I'm not doing that anymore do you know what I mean? Oh, I'm, I'm kind of missing out. But you've got to fast forward that because most of those people, that culture that you're talking about, get in three, you know, large glasses of wine, four large glasses of wine, get in your like five, six pints and you're falling in the door. Do you know what I mean? And the rest of the day's ruined. Yeah. And it, but we do it. And then, then everyone laughs about it because it's like, oh my God, what I did yesterday. And it, it's so normal. Do you know what I mean? There's, I'm mm-hmm. not surprised that so many people have an issue with alcohol but it is normal so even when I said to my friends I'm not drinking anymore it was kind of like a lot of them were, were laughing I think like yeah whatever kind of thing oh but right yeah yeah like, yeah and also it was like but you haven't got a problem there's no you know you don't drink that much and it's I had that like, said to me too like I had a relative say it, but but you don't need, do you need a drink but when you wake up or have you ever gone to work drunk? And I'm like, no, no. Well, then later I did. But but the waking up to have a like a hair of the dog kind of thing never was. So it's like, oh, you're not an alcoholic. Like, you're not an alcoholic or you don't have a drinking problem. And, you know, there are all these excuses that um, and, and he's not yeah. being malicious. It's just sort of like. No, in- it's not. It's right? just. Yeah, it's just like it's normal. But then I'm thinking. But how many mornings have I spent, you know, where I am out on that run and I'm not even enjoying myself. Yeah, you know, I'm just going out. I'm literally going out to prove to my husband, you know what I mean? Like, look, I'm healthy. I have one vice. That used to be my favorite saying, I have one vice. You know, I'm a healthy person. Don't pick on yeah. me. Do you, you I do understand. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Because for me, it was like in the army, you know, you would always wake up and go, even in college in ROTC, when I was training to be an officer as a cadet, like it was, you know, go out and you could go out and party the night before. I remember going to a, a five or six mile run you know, in formation and being showing up and being drunk or at least, at least buzzed and tipsy. And so, um, you know, it, yeah, it's, it's sort of just accepted, especially for young people, yeah. right? Oh God. Yeah. I mean, I think nowadays that it is in a way it's, it, you know, there is a lot more stuff out there. So, you know, people aren't, I think one, yeah, you are going to get caught on camera a lot more now, aren't you? Let's, let's yes. Be honest. And I didn't even think yeah. about that too. Like it's such you an, know, it's so much part of our culture now that I don't even like, I have to remind myself what life was like before this thing, when you mm-hmm. could broadcast, like I could show up if I did something stupid oh. enough, like I could show up around the world within a couple minutes. Right. That is I mean, thing. That yeah. Unthinkable from tw- even just 20 years ago. Can you imagine? I would hate to have been on camera 20 years ago. Anyone that knows me then would be, yeah, no, 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 no. That would be yeah. horrendous. So I think they've you got that. They've, yeah. And they've got, like Google and worldwide, haven't they? I'm not very technical, so I'm not going to try and embarrass myself too much here. But, but they've got, yeah, they've got a bit more information. And so when I see younger people that are actually, you know, doing something about this, that I think that's amazing. I mean, my daughter, she's a uni student, she doesn't drink. And to me, that's, that's awesome. just, yeah, but it's also. And my like wife that. is like that too. She didn't drink during college, and we went to a big party school um, here in Ohio. And I mean, it's a good school too, but it, I mean, the the joke is like there's a big Halloween celebration there and like tens of thousands of people descend on this little college town to go drink for a weekend and like fall out of yeah. I mean, it's sort of like a, a New Orleans uh, Mardi Gras kind of thing or whatever. What are some kind of festivals like that? And that I'm I'm like are escaping me in the UK. Are there certain days like at Germany? There's the Oktoberfest or what? What's sort of the uh, so we, well, we'll, quintessential we'll sort anything. of British? We'll use anything. <laughs> <laughs> You know, don't need an excuse yeah, it's like it's literally like that but yeah we have i mean our bank holiday weekends especially because we do work hard so if people get a bank holiday off that's your okay. extra day isn't it? so you've got an extra day to be in bed and with your hangover so yeah yeah, yeah. That definitely i mean all the big ones so our easter or christmases you know anything like that oh god we'll use anything you know luckily yeah. irish you know 
Paddy's Day, anything, anything at all. We'll anything at all. Yeah, and we will do something about it. I mean, the Jubilee, come on. Yeah. The Jubilee was about our Queen. It was about, you know, her 70 years. And I mean, I'm pretty sure she doesn't really give to, you know, what's it if, you know, we're all out there getting absolutely slaughtered because, you know, <laughs> over 70 years. But, you know, that's what people did. Yay, the Queen. It's, Yay, the Queen. Like, yeah, that's what it... <laughs> anything really honestly we would so well tell me know, more about the gray area part of it be, because you know there is that and in the u.s it's that way too like let's go out and let's get totally shit-faced or what or pissed i love the british term pissed uh, or pisshead like art and and on sober awkward they were talking about those terms on one of their recent episodes and they're and and all of these words that we use to describe things it's so funny that we would use these terms but but the gray area term is one that doesn't at least it wasn't and it's still not really sunk into me either but it makes so much sense because there is this like not 50 shades of gray of drinking but but we use all sorts of excuses to stay in here like well i'm not really all the way over here well i'm not a teetotaler who is a religious nut or whatever the assumption is but i'm not living under a bridge and you know yes, drinking yes. beer out of a paper and bag i was guilty of that i was guilty of that you know when i was yeah. like going out to parties and drinking loads you know anyone that didn't drink to me was boring didn't even give me time of day right and that's, yeah and it's like how many people did i miss out on actually having a decent conversation with do you know what, do you know what i mean because I, do. I was having, i was having fun do you know what i mean <laughs> it's like uh yeah but then you're you know like i can remember you know being at weddings or like work booths or something you know and yeah, you come down in the morning because we've been in a hotel and you can see all of us who were the drinkers have got the sheepish mm. face and the, oh yeah, it was a good night, but how many <laughs> of us actually remember it? Do you know what I mean? I bet the people on the like table who actually had a great night and went to bed early and do you, you know what I mean? The people yes. that actually, I bet they were looking at us like, oh, okay. But you don't see it. You think you're fun. You it, think you're, you know, yeah. you're like, oh, aren't you? <laughs> And that's what I keep looking back at and like, what was I, because now that I've learned this term about playing it forward, that's something that our, our recovery app that we use mm -hmm. called, which is called Reframe, um, that a lot of my guests have um, been a part of. And like, it talks about playing that tape forward and, and thinking about like, okay, if I drink, what is going to happen next? And, mm -hmm. and when I started to do that now, I'm like, God, you know, it does sound good because it was super hot here this week and very muggy. And um, usually the kickoff, well, there's Mardi Gras, but then there's Memorial Day weekend at the end of May in the U.S. is a, a, another excuse to go buy things and to and to drink because the great American pastime is shopping. But um, <laughs> we make up all these excuses to drink, but the reality is like it wasn't really that fun. Like it, we only remember the like the little bit of the good part of it, but we forget all the bad, all the preparation mm -hmm. and all the like planning out, how are we going to do this and when, and mm -hmm. how are we not going to get caught or how are we not going to mm -hmm. make a fool of ourselves? And then afterwards, not feel, and then recovering after you feel like shit. And so like, what was that like for you? And that how long would you say you were in that gray area throughout all of your adult life then, or? Pretty much. Yeah. Um, okay. I started drinking when I was, probably about 14 15 so you know for me it just yeah it just it was that's just kind of the standard life. age in america too for at least yeah, yeah. And, and at that time to be honest everything was just a bit of fun and you know and then i think it i think it changes when for me that there was a certain part of life where actually i was using it for more of a uh yeah like a crutch like oh things aren't good yeah and um, won't go too much into that but things aren't good Mm -hmm. And I think that's where it kind of turns. And then you're using it so much more and you just don't even realize it's happening. You know, it's like I said, my husband um, got so, well, I mean, he's never been as bad as me. I mean, when we were young, because we've been together quite a while. Yeah, we were both yeah. sort of partners in crime then. But as he's got older, he had slowed down and he's an ultra runner. He's he's nuts with his running. So um, cool. And yeah, he's, he's, oh, don't even get me started on him. He's like, he's done nearly 300 marathons and ultras now. He's oh in the last about gosh. six years. He's, he's nuts, yeah. He's my hero. And I've he, done two and they both about killed me. <laughs> Sorry, uh, keep yeah, going. <laughs> yeah, um, but he, he's got, he decided to stop drinking and he didn't do it in a big, you know, flashy fanfare because he's not like that. Um, he just decided to stop drinking. And that was a few months before me. And I was already thinking about it. I mean, I worked through COVID. I'm not trying to be like, oh, look at me, but I'm just saying I worked through COVID. I was on the ward. And I think uh -huh. COVID as well 
gave me even more reason to be able to go home and crack open a bottle of wine because you know I'm the one working I'm stressed I'm do you know what I mean so it, yeah. it was getting even more there but I think that's probably when I started thinking about it more like why I'm doing this and um, was it maybe the time that you start or started to realize or when it wasn't just because you talk in your post um that I shared as part of the hype for this. And I think you even alluded to it in our conversation already that you find an excuse to drink, whether it's bad or good. It's almost like yeah. you start drinking as like, oh, things are rough. I'm going to use this as a crutch. But then you're like, man, I feel good. I could really go for a beer right? or a glass of wine or whatever. So you start to find more and more excuses to do it. Do you feel like that? I Maybe I don't want to project my experience on you, but now I, you're mentioning that. I'm like, oh, I started to find excuses to do it when I was on the slippery slope. Everything was based around that, isn't it? It's like you know if I'm going to go out am I going to go out on a weeknight to go see a friend no I'm not because I'll have to drive mm. do you know it's these silly little it's, it's just silly isn't it when you think about it now it is um yeah and so yeah so he gave up um I said not with a fanfare not, and I think but then it kind of highlighted me a little bit more Mm-hmm. And I think to start with, well, I'm really honest, I think I was resentful of it because it was kind of like he'd say, you know, I probably had a couple of glasses of wine on a, I mean, poured by me, by the way, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, not pub measures, just in, yeah, <laughs> on a yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, because yeah, I'm off Thursday. And then, of course, it's Friday night, then Saturday. And then Sunday, I'd be like, you know, he'd say, oh, if we watch a film or something in the afternoon, he's back from a run. And I'd be like, yeah, I'll just get a glass of wine. And he'd be like, do you need that one? Do you, you know, do you? Do you need it? And I'd be mm. like, I'd get so annoyed with him. In my yeah. head, I'd be like, why are you ruining my fun? Just because you've stopped, don't get a me. Do you know what I mean? And I had all these kind of, yeah, I actually did resent that he was kind of saying those things. And he wasn't even saying it, you know, he wasn't, he was just kind of quietly saying, yeah. do you really need that? And but I think it was starting to I in my brain as well, it was starting to click, if that makes okay. sense. Yeah. And how and then, long do you think you were in that place where it started to click before you started to to a couple re- of years at least? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think no. See, I'm kind of like when he gave up. That's a bit further on, so I'm kind of mixing up my timeline. That's okay. But yeah. Yeah, but um, a couple of years, I think I'd been yeah thinking. I mean, I've done it before. Do you know what I mean? I've gone. I said I've done uh, dry Januarys. I've pride myself on that, but that's only because you're thinking right on you know February the first. I'm going to have a drink. It's it. Sure. So I was already trying to kind of say, look, I can do it. Um, yeah, it's just, I don't know what clicked. I think you hear this a lot, don't you, with people that they don't know why it worked the time it worked. Yeah. I think that's so true because it was, yeah. So I was coming up to that. We'll go into the upcycling in a minute. I was starting to enjoy doing that as well. So I needed more time, especially in the mornings. So my running and my upcycling was becoming more. And I was thinking, you know, I need more time, but I'm feeling pretty rubbish a lot of the time. This was coming up near Christmas. And I think my husband was away on New Year's Day for a run, funny enough. And um, my daughter was here and I told myself already, because you do, don't you? Okay, I'm going to do dry January, mm-hmm. but I'm going to have the 1st of January. Um, I'm allowing myself that because this is what you do. I'm right. allowing myself that. It's the 1st of January. Right. Um, but what happened is that night, New Year's Eve, I was with my daughter. She doesn't drink anyway. I was trying to say, oh, come on, have a glass of fizzy. She kind of half-heartedly had a bit, but wasn't interested. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I just put it down. And that was it. I just mm. thought, why are you doing this? You know, New Year's Day, I didn't have a drink. And it just, I don't know why, but that time was the time. It's fascinating too, because that is very many people's stories. And even for me, I'm like, I don't know. Well, I mean, I had kind of like a very sort of a rock bottom kind of experience. And I was like, what the hell am I doing? But, but why that time? Because there were other times that I was like, this is ridiculous. I have to stop. So why that time? I, I don't know either, but what would you, what would you say to people then if they are, maybe they're identifying that they're in that gray area how like what sort of advice would you give to them to maybe not I I mean I don't want to put words in your mouth it's like how do you navigate that if you're feeling like should I shouldn't I or do I really have a problem do I not like should like what would you recommend to people for exploring that further if you're asking yourself that question then I think you're already you're on that path aren't you I think I think path is there you just can't see it at the time yeah and I think I think there are times where you think, oh, look at me, I couldn't do it. I'm, you know, I've got another hangover, here we go. Yeah. I think 
if anyone is watching this, then they're already taking that first bit, aren't they? This is what I was doing. I was looking at people. I was seeing what other people were doing. Mm -hmm. I'm not technically minded, as you saw this morning. Well, Um, me too. I'm the one that didn't admit you to the Zoom call for 20 (laughs) minutes. So you're talking to the king of it. Anyway, yeah. So, yeah, it's just that kind of just start. Like I started my Instagram because of my upcycling, because my daughter said, Mum, you need something because you don't do social media. But if you want to make a thing of this, you need to be on something. So my daughter mm-hmm. put me on Instagram. And then I found like a few sober sites on there and I was looking at people's pages. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's, and then that really kind of helped for me. I don't know if it would for other people, but seeing the community and reading other people's stories, it's was starting to build something up for me, I think. Has the upcycling um, yeah. always been something that you've done throughout your like young adult and, and no. middle adult <laughs> life or you just started doing it? Cause it's a beautiful metaphor. It. Yeah. It's just so weird. It was like, I've got like my uh, uncle before he died, he was like, he was sculpt, he was dyslexic, but he was really artistic. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was like into sculpt, he was sculpting things and, you know, drawing and he was really, and my mum's a calligraphist. So I guess there's a bit of that there, but I never really did anything myself even though I enjoyed stuff and I love doing the house and sorting out you know but I didn't really mm-hmm. do much and I said it was mainly I started to just think about things and then um yeah my friend's husband unfortunately I'll go on just quickly because I don't want to keep using her bless her but her husband died quite suddenly and we were having this conversation and she was just mm-hmm. saying to me you know she's got this table that had memories but she's gonna have to throw it away and she's mm-hmm. angry with herself and even at her husband why do we let it get like that because now I want it you know and I looked up mosaicing on the internet and just thought, oh, I don't know, I'm going to give this a go. And I just went over one day when she wasn't in, her son let me in. And I just oh. took all the rot out and I got some grout and I started putting the bits in. And actually, it looked okay. Thankfully, it looked okay. Can you imagine if she'd come home and like, it was an oh. absolute, oh. yeah, <laughs> it looked okay. And I was like, yeah. oh, I, yeah, I got a few chairs in the end, old chairs as well and did those. And, it, it, and then I just thought, you know, yeah. I enjoyed that. I'm like tearing up a little bit. I'm catching myself. Like, I don't, when you told that for some reason, that really, like I caught myself. I'm like, Oh wow. Like that's so powerful. Like, and maybe it's just remembering when, like when my dad died, um, when I was 19 and how like things that were his or that I have, you know, a connection with him, like that thing is so, so the, the tangible thing is, is so very powerful. And for you to find a gift with that is such a cool thing. Yeah, and it, yeah, and it's just she came home and uh, yeah, she she worked hard, bless her. She came home, and I did out of her shed as well for her actually, and just kind of put all stuff out because she lost her um, dad as well, and they had old stuff in there. But she was just saying to me before, I've got so much to do, I don't have the time, I have, I don't feel right to do it. Yeah. So I just sorted it all out, and she came home, and it was just worth it. And I think it, wow. I think that started it. I was like, oh, I, I actually really enjoyed that. I've just spent a few hours of my day. But then you need those few hours of your day. Do you see what I'm saying? If you're, if you're, if I'd been there that day and you know had a few drinks a day before, I probably wouldn't even thought about going and doing it. Do you, do you know what I mean? It's that. Mm-hmm. I think you even get a bit. I can't really explain it, but you even get a little bit bitter with it all. You know, you just kind of. I feel I'm a better person without alcohol. Like not just on the thing of I'm not drinking. Right. I think I'm just nicer. I think I've got more patience. I think I'm. Some of my friends will laugh at that, but you, you know what I mean. I just honestly. <laughs> you just feel nicer do you know you just yeah I, I'm, well I'm, I I hope I'm nicer like I, <laughs> I I was sort of a brooding like I'm I'm you see me I'm super high energy and I add to it I throw fuel on the fire by drinking these stupid um, energy drinks but for me the drinking would take me like I would I'm the quiet like depressive that brings out the depressive in me mm-hmm. and so I'm I'm hopeful that me not drinking makes me nicer to my family I was never like abusive or never like through yeah. like no, I, I was always you. like the quiet like alone it would be in the middle of the night like this and the house is quiet nobody's around and I'm like okay it's it's okay to do it now because nobody's gonna see it right and then yeah. I'll by the time I'll sleep it off in the morning then I'll be okay I need tissue in a minute I'm like Anyway, sorry. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. We can always edit stuff in the middle you if you what? need it's it. It's that season here, isn't it? It's like mm-hmm. hay fever galore. Same here. Fever. Yep. So like there are all, all these, and you know, I told you as we were chatting on Instagram, like we love all things um from the United Kingdom here in this household mm-hmm. and always have ever since I grew up watching Are You Being Served and and all, all of that kind of stuff. But just 
I've been so excited to like, you have no idea how excited I am to like have this episode tonight. And I, and I messaged you right when we were having the, the zoom debacle, which was my fault. And I was like, I'm actually nervous about this because like, I just, I don't know. I, I just, lo- I just love it. It's so cool. A few years about myself and my husband went and did um, Vegas and we did, he did the marathon and I did the half. Nice. And honestly, we worked out, this is so bad, isn't it? Like a few years, we worked out, we sit in a bar and talk really loudly, someone will buy us a free drink. Honestly, oh. it was literally like, we'd sit there and be I, like, hey, we'd be talking to each other and someone would be like, oh my God, I can't do your accent, I'm so sorry. Oh my God, and you know, you're, you're English. We'd be like, yeah, they'd be like, let me buy you a drink. Like, yep. Okay. Hey, <laughs> I would use it too. If I had your accent, I would use it too, because, well, and we're the ones with the accent, okay? Like the, 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 the we're such <laughs> Americans, we're like, oh, those British with their, I, I love their accent. Like, we've got the accent, come on. Let's go, America. (laughs) I think, yeah, we ended up the night before. We've never done this before because normally we're quite good before a run. But we met some people in a bar and they loved us and they were like, all right, we're taking you out. And we went out gambling. And my husband won quite well. I don't do any of that. I haven't got a clue. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and we went out and we woke up the next morning. We were like, oh my God, because I've got to run a marathon and a half. It's probably one of the worst ones I've ever done. (laughs) Wow. As in the fact that I was just so hot. And, like, and it's amazing what the human body can do too, because I remember, yeah. and it might've been my 21st birthday, I woke up and ran, but I, whatever, whenever it was, I woke up completely hungover and ran a personal record, my personal best on a 5k, but I was like 21 years old. And it's amazing what your body can do. But like when we get into our forties, right. I mean, you mm-hmm. can't like my body's different now. And I can't just shake stuff off like I used to. So like what, you know, think about all that. Talk to me about the, some more of the physical benefits that you've experienced, Um, not just the mental stuff and the kind and the interpersonal things, but talk to me physically about how you, you feel differently now that you're not drinking. Um, And it was the first of this year. So you're at like five and a half months or so, right? Yeah. Maybe six months now. Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah, so I'm quite new still, so I can't, you know what I mean? It's it's kind of like quite new territory still, really. I've got, but I think what it is more is I've learned more about what I want, because to start with, I, I mean, when my husband started running, I only started running when I was 40, so I've not, I wasn't a runner before that. Okay. I've got scoliosis, I'm not going to go into that too much, but I've got broken metal work in my back, I never really mm-hmm. looked at that kind of thing. Anyway, my husband started, and then you get to a point where you're like, well, if I can't, you know, can't be join them. Um, I couldn't even run a mile. I was literally running in, in the village and I couldn't even run a mile to start. And I just kept going. And then he was like, look, put your money where your mouth is, do a half. So I signed up, did my first half, felt half dead, thought never doing that again. <laughs> and then it kind of snowballed and I did, yeah. And I did about, I think in my time, I've done about 50 halves. I've done four marathons and a couple of ultras. But I think I'm not doing that again. I'm not showing off. What I'm trying to explain is I did all that. But now I think when I go out now, it's different. It's kind of like I'm noticing things. I'm enjoying myself more. Even uh, though I was enjoying it before, it's different. As in like, I'll go out. And if my body says today, I want to do a long walk run, I'll do it. Do you know what I mean? I'm not going, right, you've got to go out and you've got to do three miles fast. And um, yeah, it's, it's more, things are different. It's just like, I'll, I'll notice things. I know it sounds, it sounds so romanticized and we're not like that. In no, UK, no, it does. But no, you it's know, not like, romanticized oh, look, in a bad way. Over there and, oh, look at that house. And I've just got more of a, I'm not doing it like, right, I'm up, I've got to get this done. And I've always loved it, but now I do it for more for, it's more me like today, but outside, if I don't fancy a run today, I'll go for a really long walk. I'm not pushing myself to do things. I do what I want to do. Do you know what I mean? And it, Yes, it's kind of given me that, and it's hard. It is hard to explain. But no, it's... I get it though, and you're not being like cheesy or or anything with that. It may sound romantic, but but that's okay. Maybe it's okay that it's romanticized a bit because <laughs> isn't that how we would want to live with this kind of sense of awareness and wonder for what's around us? And I notice things now that, yeah, I feel myself like so. And and for someone that's just crazy as I am to slow down is those are always trigger words for me that someone would be like slow down I'm like stop yeah. don't tell me that just that I'm a exactly you just hit it on the head that is it it's like before I would get up at half five in the morning you know get the dog we'd do the dogs or my husband would do the dogs he'd be like you don't do them as much as me anyway sorry I'm just going off on one again uh, yeah so I'd get up 
and I'd go out and I'd do it because I've had the wine the night before. Look at me, I'm okay. Now I would mm. sit in, you know, I'll go sort the dogs with my husband, or whatever, and then I'll come back and I'll sit in bed and have a coffee. And I couldn't do that before because, yeah, you're like, oh, no, no, no. I don't know what you're actually searching for, but it's like, you know, go on, keep going, keep going. Now I enjoy that coffee in the morning, you know? And I didn't before. It was like I had to keep on this, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I do. Yeah. I, I, and now I'm like, I love my coffee in the morning. So I probably, I'm probably one of those people who's gone the opposite. Like, you know, you hear a lot of people that um, stop drinking and they lose loads of weight and they look lovely and they get into their fitness. I've probably gone the other way. I've put on weight. And, but do you know what I mean? I'm just kind of like, I, I eat my cake now. You know what I mean? I'm, I've gone the other way, but in a good way. Does that make sense? No, it does make sense. And you know, uh, my app that I was telling you about has got um, a day a day tracker, and it 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 marked my first. It says alcohol free since January sixth, twenty twenty two, which is not really true. That's the day that I joined the app. I didn't really stop drinking until February sixteenth. February sixteenth uh, was my last drink. Um, but because of that, it has this at about where you are, um, and it says day one sixty. It says health updates. Day 163, our body's natural levels of dopamine begin to restore, and your hedonic set point is finally starting to level out. You may start to notice more positive changes in your mood and satisfaction from hobbies. Isn't that interesting? No. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, God, I knocked over my Red Bull. <laughs> Owl is like... <laughs> There's Al, yeah. I said I had my Edna, so I'll bring her in. Tell me again the name. What, did, what was the name? This is Evil-Eyed Edna. evil <laughs> Evil-eyed Edna, I love it, because she's kind of looking up a little bit. Yeah, I've just got loads of stuff like this now. I've really got into, like, collecting and vintage stuff, and, yeah, so I'm I'm going to hopefully start a little um, online Etsy store at some point. Oh, Um, cool. Well, when you do, let me know, because we will be one of your first customers, and (laughs) I will be happy to shout that out over here, and I don't care what the shipping is. We're going to order something. I've only just realized that the whole time I've been talking to you, I'm doing this, which must be awful for you. Oh my God, you're fine. I'm like, I realize if I sit here, I look like the people that do the food. Like, I'm like, I'm gonna do that now. Okay, okay carry <laughs> on. It's okay. What else would you want to talk about? Because I know you you wanted to talk about the upcycling and the the gray area drinking. What else? Because I I want to make sure that you know you have this opportunity to address the the world. I did a post the other day of uh, World Map, and I put little you know uh, dots or whatever everywhere around the globe that has listened to the podcast so far in the first 90 days. I think this might be the 90th day of the podcast. And so in three months, it's in like a couple dozen countries and um, most of the US states. So like, what what else would you like to say to the world? Because you got a, a globalized, you know, my, my audience is estimated to be 56 people. So you've got 56 people from around the world that you can talk to right now. What would you say to people who are considering sobriety, who are newly sober like us, or who um, maybe have a relative who's, you know, got an issue? Mm-hmm. What would you say to them? Just please, reach, honestly, just reach out. Look at, I mean, Instagram to me has, it's got the best community. I don't know if you saw the reel that we did for our friend in America. I did. Uh, Wolf, she's, yeah, she's amazing. That just shows what, that community is because um, myself and Michael, who's happy about who she's brilliant, um, we had a little conversation and we were like, she's coming up for a year. Um, and I knew everyone, you know, she's so supportive. So we were all like, what should we do? And he managed put like a little message together, like a little group message and said, would anyone be interested? And honestly, everyone was like, yes. Do you know what I mean? Anyone that he put on there was like, yes. And he put all that together and it, it just shows, I don't, it's this community really for me it just every time I think you know oh you know stop this and you know maybe have a drink and then you think actually no I'm accountable but in a good way I'm accountable to those people too because we're all in it together and people and I think people beat themselves up too much as well there's a lot of stuff on Instagram people like oh my god I've relapsed I feel awful I've let you all down and it's kind of like no you haven't because now you've you know what I mean? You're still on that journey. And yeah. I think it's just having that support is really important. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't, I know some people don't understand it because they're like, well, Instagram isn't your real friends. I know people say right. that, you know, it's not your community. It's not your real friends. But I would have said that even six months ago, but it, yeah, it was a game changer for me. Yeah. 100%. I think, 
I probably would have said that too, you know, a year ago. Well, don't be silly. They're not your real friends. But they are. Do you know what I mean? I can't really explain it. Yeah, Sam, I mean, I just started chatting with you in face-to-face less than an hour ago, and I'm like, this is my British sober sister. Like, I feel like we're you're part of my sober family, and I understand you, and I feel understood more understood by you than a lot of people that I've known for my entire life because we've got this in common, and there's this instant connection that I've only I've only experienced elsewhere in the military, and it, it is it has been the thing that that I've needed since leaving the military to have that sense of, of community. And it's just such a shame that it took me turning into a, like kind of a drunk, you know, to, to a person, I shouldn't use that level, someone with a, with a drinking problem. Yeah, let's be very PC about it. Yes. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that is honestly it. I know there's a couple of people that are following me at the minute that I know that I've seen that have said, um, you know, they're, they're thinking about it and they're, and it's like, just do it. Cause I can't explain how good it is when you get over that first bit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And we still have those, you know, you're still going to have that craving. You're still going to think, well, everyone else is at the, at the pub or whatever, especially here at the pub. But yeah. it is that, like you said, play, play the tape forward every time, play it forward. That's well, and I've played Play forward. That tape forward. Yeah. Absolutely. And I've played forward to one of my things on my bucket list is to go see Manchester City play. I would love to see the Manchester Derby at, at the Etihad. My dream is to go over to go back. We, we visited um, Addy and I took uh, just after our one year anniversary in 2005, we flew uh, to London. We, we flew in and out of Gatwick and we were actually, so we only stayed for like four days, but we were there um, the first week of July in 2005, and we were leaving on 7-7. We were actually in the tube across town, uh, across the city from when the bombings happened. And the the British are so, so it was such a, a quintessentially British uh, experience for us because we didn't even know anything had happened until we landed in Philadelphia because it wasn't yeah, yeah. this like, people were like, oh my God, Americans are so like, oh my God, oh my God. And, and the Brits were yeah. like, you know, we, we landed in Philly and we turn on our phones and there are these frantic voicemails from our family. Like, are you okay? Oh my gosh. And I say all that just to say, like, my dream is to go back to the UK. And I was not drinking at the time. I don't think I even had a drink when we were there. And I want to go back the same way. Um, and I thought, what, how will I go? Cause I've got this Ted Lasso thing in my head now. God, I hate to be that American who's got Ted Lasso. <laughs> but, but this idea of like, I want to go and watch another match at the pub. And you know what? I still can. I'll go and I'll like either take my own alcohol-free beer or I'll ask them. <laughs> free what? beer in a lot of the pubs now. Yeah. And so like, I can still go do that. I don't. As long as you don't go to like one of our, we have these like really little villages and stuff, you know, in the middle of nowhere who like their real ale. Don't go in there with an American accent and ask for an alcohol free yeah. beer. <laughs> well, and as an American, I'm going to stick out like a, th- a sore thumb anyway, yeah. because we Americans, oh my God, like when I was in Paris on an exchange and there was like the big, like beer gut and like big cowboy hat Texan who was like, like being super loud. I was like, Oh my God, that's like an American stereotype, like right there. But I know I'm the same way. Like I, like we just, we talk louder. We, we tend to stand out when we go abroad, I'm sure. But well, listen, Sam, so tell us where can people connect with you? Um, yeah. yeah, actually Instagram for me, but if people, you know, are thinking or struggling or they just want to talk about it, I really don't mind that people have been so good to me. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I think that's another thing we all do, isn't it? We yes. just kind of care about it. So that, that's, that's great. There's, there yeah, are there's- people that I've met through, and again, through, I, I, I use this one app, but there are many other apps and there, and even if you don't want to like subscribe to an app, you can just go on Instagram and just like search sober. And I'm now following like 2000 sober accounts or something yeah. because in the feed, like you'll just see people celebrate. And, and like I posted my four month the other day and like, all these people from all over the world, like way to go, way to go. And it, do yeah, I, do I feel that. like, well, look, you're just looking for attention. Well, well, yeah, maybe I am. And maybe that's okay. Maybe because it's okay to celebrate it. And the way I shared it on the zoom calls, it's like a daily check-in on the app. I said to the sober, my sober inner closer family there within the app. And a lot of the same people go to the, the same meetings every day. And I just told them when I hit a hundred days, I said, this is, this is our hundred days. This is not my hundred days because there is no way in hell that I would be sober 
uh, four months and two days, if it were not for people like you that I've connected with. And I know that it has allowed me to encourage other people through this podcast and other things. And again, as I say those things, I'm like, look, you're tooting your own horn and you're, you, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm, I, I hate that. I get but, really like, oh my God. Yeah. Even doing this, I'm like, oh my God, I'm tooting my own horn. But, but, but it's okay if we are, helped, I think. It helps a bit. And I'm not trying to be like, oh yeah, again, but you know, there are people watching. I watched them. I watched yeah. this you know, kind of thing before I thought about it. So it does help. Do you know what well, and you had said too, you're like, I really hope I'll live up to the hype when I was talking to you about the hype <laughs> post or whatever. And I said, well, we're going to do this show for the one person. And I said, the one person is me. I'm, I'm selfishly doing this podcast for myself to hold myself accountable to be, mm-hmm. because I'm telling you right now, if it weren't for this podcast, I probably would have, I, I probably would be drinking already. And so, yeah, there's, there's more than 50% selfishness on this, but I told you if for no one, no one else other than me, then thank you for coming on and and encouraging. Okay. Have you noticed your your wording? Then it's selfish. That we use this a lot, don't we? Like we're we selfish. do. We're not selfish. We've got to start realizing that doing stuff for ourselves. I think a lot of people that get a drink problem have these inner feelings. Do you know that's too yep. deep? For me. But you know what I mean. It's like we always think, oh no, I mustn't say something nice about myself. Right. I mustn't. And it's also learning that, but actually it's okay. It's okay to be selfish in that. It's not only okay, it's actually necessary. Because if you don't love yourself, if you don't learn how to appreciate the things that you're, you're doing and to praise yourself, then you're really, I just, I've tried to do this my whole, again, what, what was different this time? I don't know, but I think it's the community. I think the only thing that I can Mm -hmm. put together is, and again, it's not, it's not Instagram. I mean, Instagram's the vehicle, but it's the people like I just need people that I can trust in my life. And I'm telling you, if you're listening to this or watching this, like there are people worth trusting. I had started to give up on humanity and to give up on myself last year. And even this winter, 118 days or 122 days ago had given up. And I finally was like, I'm done giving up. I'm going to give this one more chance. And yeah. I get to meet yeah. people like yeah. Sam Kars exactly. in, in the UK. <laughs> I'm really glad yeah, I'm really glad all of us, obviously. I think being from England, we're not very, we, some people can do the like really deep stuff, but you know, what I've done with you today is probably the deepest I have gone or said or done. Do you know what I mean? It's like we don't. And tell me about if you don't mind, and we don't have to keep this part too. But I'm so fascinated about that part of British culture because for me, from the outside looking in, it feels to me like there is a depth and richness to British culture that's there. But you're saying, like, I mean, it's obviously there. There's like all these thousands of years of history there but what is it about contemporary culture that makes Britons not want to delve more deeply into their feelings in a in a social sense is that what you're saying am I hearing you right that's what I'm saying I think I think it's probably age related as well because I said I'm in my 40s the way I was brought up is yeah and also my husband and probably a lot of people our age we were brought up yeah you just get on just just you know get on and don't yeah and yeah it's it's that stiff upper lip do you know what I mean it's just like yes. you know, I mean like if you ask someone how they are and they start to actually tell you how they are you'd be like oh my god I didn't actually mean it just say yeah living the dream it's 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 very strange I can see it changing now like people as I said it's people now are more acceptable to opening up and talking more um but yeah but from when I was young it was very much yeah you don't really talk about things you don't especially outside your family Mm. do you know what I mean just just keep it just keep it where it is and yeah and I think that that's something that a lot of us probably in our 40s would would sort of identify with Um, and I think that is quite a British thing um but I said it is getting better it is it is and like this I mean I wouldn't have done this before well and I was just going to say, I'm so honored because it didn't. And I'm so glad you said that because I feel I was already honored to have you as a guest uh, anyway, but especially that you're saying like how, because I, I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, it's difficult for me to, to open up, but, but that's not just a, a person. I see I'm a mid the Midwesterner, the Midwestern Americans very much, very stereotypically like 
hey, I just met you on an airplane. And like, it's more of an extroverted sort of like, hey, I'll let's, let's be friends and I'll chat. Let's just chat about whatever. And part of that is me just being a super extrovert. And my wife is always like, please stop telling the person next to us on the plane about <laughs> everything that you ever did, you know, but, but there is that sort of like friendly Midwesterner kind of thing where it's like this, hey, there, hey, there, friend. And, and you hit that on the head. That's kind of why I would have needed a drink to even be a bit like that. Because, yeah. That, tell me that how was... it felt. How did it feel in your body to come on this episode without a drink? In you? I mean, you had the, the coffee, obviously. But, you know, how did it feel to it's come cold. on <laughs> to come on this episode? How did how does it how much more are you feeling feelings that are discom that are discomfortable? <laughs> that are half uncomfortable me, yeah yeah half of me is like really pleased i'm really pleased i've done it honestly really thank you that's i'm really yes. pleased but the other half of me i do have this bit of like am i even going to show this to my hubby mm. am i going to do you know what i mean I've yes been doing it and we're very close but i'm like am i going to actually say oh do you want it because i'm embarrassed about watching myself as well it's not me too. yeah and I'm enamored with my own voice and my own image. Apparently, the whole time I'm like, Dana, stop looking at yourself on the screen. Like, look at, look at her. I keep, oh like, my God. I, I watch other people on these things. They look great. Do you know what I mean? They're sitting there and, oh my God, I look so lovely. And I'm looking at myself and all I can see is a double chin and I'm sniffing every five seconds. It's kind of like, yeah. It, and it's it, so funny because I haven't I noticed that at, at all, but we <laughs> notice these things about ourselves, right? Like, I I still don't even see it when you, when you mention that. I'm like, she, she like, I, you will now. <laughs> well, Sam, this was an absolute pleasure. And um, we will, I, I will make sure to tag your Instagram. And um, for anyone who's listening or watching, um, please like rate and review this podcast on whatever platform you're on. Um, and even if you don't give it five stars, like it's okay. I, in fact, I would yeah. like some people to give me, we don't care. <laughs> no, no, just not once, just not once actually. <laughs> You can give it to, no, no, because like right now on Apple podcasts, it's great. A few people went on and rated it, but now it's like five stars average out of five ratings. And so it totally looks like I asked four people that I know to like <laughs> go on it. So somebody go on and give us like a four or something. Okay. Or a one. It's okay. Okay. Yeah. No one wants to be perfect. Do they? Four, well, listen, be. Sim, go enjoy that walk. Go enjoy another <laughs> cup of coffee or whatever. Oh my God, you just had that energy drink. How are you going to sleep? Oh yeah, I'm going to stay up and edit. You have a wonderful morning and I'm glad that it's not quite as hot there and send my very best to your husband and tell him how much we love Aaron Ramsdale and that we will be rooting for <laughs> Arsenal whenever they, except for when they play City. Sorry, we yeah. have to root for City. <laughs> okay, This was lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you thank so you. much. And thank you.